Hello, you guys. Just really quick before we get to this episode, I want to let you know that there is some cursing and um, adult-related content in this episode when it comes to this discussion I'm having with Jay the model and Jeremy. So, heed that warning, pretty much. And um, if you are under 18, just kind of... Um, don't listen, tune out. I don't know why I listen to podcasts anyway. Talk about wine anyway. But this is for adults. This episode. I hope you guys like it. Take one in three, two, one. Is that spiked? If it's not spiked, I don't want it. You know how I roll. Can you hear my wine? Can you hear my wine out the refrigerator? Let's go ahead and get the wine going. I got some wine in the refrigerator. And it's red, so I need it warmed up before I make this episode. But welcome back to another episode of Pageants and Prosecco. Say it with your chest. Or a diaphragm, whichever one is deepest. This is going to be an interesting episode I have for you guys because I have a special guest on this episode, and I'm really excited to thank you, sir. Have you guys um, meet him and have this conversation, and just to kind of give you guys a frame of context. I am headed towards the Miss Hawaii USA competition today in a few hours. Um, it's actually coincidentally like 17 steps from where I live <laughs> down luxury row um so that's fortunate I don't have to drive and we're in Hawaii it's December 10th today's also Matt Forte's birthday I just want to throw that out there I don't know <laughs> please don't embarrass but um happy birthday Matt Forte if you happen to be listening to this episode so it's ahead of the Miss Hawaii USA pageant competition I know I owe you guys another episode about my recap from Miss USA but let me just say, I usually like to wait to see the reaction from people. So I haven't made an episode. I wanted to see how people reacted to Asia winning Miss USA. But like I said in my last episode, I called it. Thank you. I called it. I called Mississippi's win early out the gate. And unfortunately, like I wish I would have had the audio going. When I made it on my camera, when I posted to YouTube, because that's when I announced it, when I had to make another episode, which was my last episode, <sighs> again, because the audio didn't work. And I had 30 minutes of content, but nonetheless, here we are. And I'm excited for her to win. I'm glad Asia won. Um, and I think some, some of the controversy has kind of went away from her win, but I think nowadays since it's 2020 going forward, I think any contestants win is going to be um, questioned, you know what I'm saying? Or her background will be looked into. So based off my assumption, what Asia had to do 
under the Miss America title and under the Miss America system at Mississippi, Miss Mississippi previously. That's her business. That was her contract. If she had a sing at that man's rally per Miss Mississippi's rules and regulations and that was her appearance and that's her that's that's that and we need to let that be that. You know, we can't say what her personal um, opinions are just so she, just because she sold up at a rally um underneath a contract. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. So I say I would say like don't fault her because she's a title holder and there's plenty of places that we've been as title holders where we either A didn't want to go, B didn't feel like being there. But we did it anyway because that's who we are. And the patty pageant patty is in all of us. But nonetheless, I want to have this conversation. Um, I have a gentleman here. And I think I don't haven't. Oh, I have had guys on, but they've been in the business. So this conversation is going to be with a gentleman who's not in the pageant world at all. At all. So um, I think it's going to be a good one. <laughs> I think it's going to be a good little conversation. We're talking about, I'm just curious about a man's perspective on the pageant world. And you're my age. I'm a little bit older. But you're my age. And so if we were um, dating, what it would be like as a pageant boyfriend, what you think the pageant world is like. And just a guy's perspective. It's just, and I'm also 2020, and I'm not good with the LGBTQ stuff. But this is a cis male that we're dealing with, um, that we're talking to today. A cisgendered. African American. Do I have to give out your full description? Is that kind of where we are? He, him, <laughs> six three, <laughs> <laughs> two forty. <laughs> okay. Oh yes, yes. In case they're listening. What money? You know the feds. What money? <laughs> this is. Jeremy, and he's also a model, an up-and-coming model based in Hawaii. Say hello to the people. Hello, people. The audio levels are good, so then uh, we could probably put it right here. We could probably put it about here, and I can always bring it up later. So, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And we'll also, you know, this is Pageant Prosecco. You know, this is a welcoming environment. And however you choose to have this conversation is what you choose. Right now I have some red wine that's warming up. There's a Cabernet. And are you about to smoke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got some shrooms here. I'm about to eat a couple. Nice. Nice. Kind of mellowing out. Yeah. We're on a, we're on a down end of a trip. About to break up. Bet. So it's going to be a little interesting conversation. This microphone is good. So where to start? What is your? And I know you you've seen a few pageants. Mm-hmm. I had you. I had Jeremy watch Miss USA twenty sixteen. Deshaunas win a few weeks ago. Um, but overall, what is just your opinion on pageants? Just from a guy's perspective, what is this? Just this go. What is your opinion on pageants? Period. Like today's day and age, what they were. I have had the pleasure of viewing a few pageants with you, and I've seen a couple. Of the older ones myself and it's when I was younger I didn't really necessarily get 
the point. Like, I thought it was just a bunch of girls looking pretty, you know. But as I've, like, grown older and started, like, watching and, like, have met, you know, a person that does pageants, I understand now that it's more about, like, appreciating accomplished women, you know, who just happen to be very beautiful, you know. So it's like, it's like on top of all of those other things, there's the appreciation for the beauty, you know, but even to get into that world, you still have to have, you know, certain accomplishments and be a certain level of greatness. So it's like I've grown to appreciate what pageants bring. And as far as like being competitive, I didn't know it was as competitive <laughs> as it was. Like it's basically a sport without, you know, the physicality of it. So I've grown to have like a great deal of respect for pageants in 2020. Like I didn't really give them much of a passing thought. Like I thought they were, you know, something people never really did anymore. Mm-hmm. But I understand now that it's a very, it's very deep and relevant culture. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I got to peek into it. You know, once you dive in and you see the culture, it's like, oh, there's a lot of people over here. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people are in this business. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that I thought had like been antiquated or like died out, but it is definitely alive and vibrant, and they're still trying to push to do pageants in 2020. So it's. It's interesting to see. I didn't. I de- definitely uh, broadened my world's perspective. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're always really good at trying to learn new things too. Yeah. About the world. Um, when it comes to trying to like just watching, have you known anyone personally besides me who's competed? Talked to. That's my. I learned my mom was really into pageants. Oh yeah. And I didn't know that before, so that was pretty cool to learn. Oh, yeah, yeah. She um, was a local. Um, I texted her. I forgot. I can't look. I don't want to mess up the audio. But um, she was a local Miss something. I think she was a – I don't even think she was a little Miss. Yeah, I think she was county in the 60s. A local county title. I can see that. Yeah, she's really pretty. She's really pretty. So – Let's get into the real question. And go ahead and start on whatever you got going on. I'm mm-hmm. with the microphone. Sorry, it's not too loud. But, um, so, we're going to go watch the Miss Hawaii pageant, you know, like I said, in a few hours. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be the first time you attended a pageant, right? Yes. Or seen it in person? Yes. What kind of are your, what are your expectations before you even see this pageant live and up close? Because we saw it on TV, you know, everything's different. Mm-hmm. What are, you kind of um, like, what are you most excited to see? I'm uh, most excited to see, like, how it looks out, outside of, like, the TV and, like, the cut. Like, what like what do the editors cut out, you know, when they present it on television? You know, like, what is the announcer saying about the girls that we don't hear on TV? What are the girls doing that may, you know, get them qualified or disqualified in the judges' eyes, you know, see? It'd almost be like just seeing, like, in real life if I could accomplish what the judges are accomplished. Like, like, like I could see what mm. the judges are seeing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like yeah. kind of like kind of like kind of like keeping score at a basketball game, you know, like just trying to with each. Cause I want to be able to first see like if there's like layers of competition, you know, or like like if there's like questions. I know there's questions you have to answer. I know it's like the evening gown stuff and swimwear. And so I want to be able to like see like each and every contestant like come out and do their thing and be able to like, okay, that's a, what a lower tier contestant looks like. And that's what a, you know, that's what a champion looks like, you know? Cause that's, cause I mean, you know, you have those moments like, you yeah. know, like you can tell from a, like a, a regular basketball player, somebody that's on the bench versus like a LeBron James, like, like you know, Kevin Durant, you like, God damn, you know? Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, like I feel like I want to be able to see if I can see the Miss, the next Miss Hawaii, or team or uh, which one we went to the team. We're going to Miss team was already crowned oh. uh, yesterday or two days ago. Oh uh, yeah, well I want to be able to see the Miss Hawaii before she uh, gets picked. So. That's true. That's true. And um, I know the other sports terms, but it's the girls who are most ready. <laughs> And the girls who need a few more years to complete tears. But, um, yeah. So, I like, you know, I I have a judges. For me, my strong suit in the pageant world lately has been to be able to spot that person. So, spot the winner easily. I'm really good at finding um, the, that winner, you know, and seeing weaknesses in some of the contestants. That's That's me as a judge. And in fact, I'm a stronger judge than I am as a contestant, obviously, because I am three-time Miss Illinois and not a national title. <laughs> but nonetheless, nonetheless, I say all to say is that that's interesting. And you'll be able to spot it out. Um, you might be able to see her or hers or the top few. Um, or him. We don't want to assume. Well, we, we can't assume. We can't oh. because... Um, Per the Miss USA rules, it has to be natural-born female. Oh. That we do know. Oh. But there was an exception. Spain allowed um, a contestant to compete at Miss Universe a few years back who was a transgender. I don't... A transgender female. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not... Yeah. But Angela. Oh. Angela Ponce ah, well. was her name. Um, but we do know everyone at this pageant will be a natural-born female. Because um, I, I also haven't heard... I would know. I would know if someone was trying to break barriers in this year. Break the glass ceiling, as they say. Yes. Uh, sure. I yeah, uh, yeah. I always think of glass ceilings as, like, a women. Yeah. That's a bad term to use, because it's like, that's... <laughs> I like yeah. yeah. The glass ceiling is men. That's how I think about that. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. That, that would be. Nonetheless, I haven't heard of anybody yeah. trying to break that um, thing today. So we'll see. But that is in the rules for Miss USA, natural born female, and that's in a lot of pageants. One of the few rules. There's like four rules, and it's like age, U.S. citizen, female, alive and breathing, and money. <laughs> you can pay the entry fee off. <laughs> Um, I'm also interested to see this pageant because with it being Miss Hawaii and obviously, like I said, we're in December, this is not indoors and, um, it's on Luxury Row, which is kind of like the strip. Um, and in Chicago is, um, Michigan Avenue. It's like the, 
street where all the luxury retail shopping is. Yeah, like the main strip, I guess. Yeah, I just know that's a strip. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I just call it the strip. Yeah, you know, the center of downtown where all the main stores, the Fendi, the Pradas, the Gucci stores are in that street. So I'm not sure if they, like, blocked off the street. I'm kind of curious to see how they have it because it's outside, and I don't know. That, that's where they had it last year, and pictures last year also showed it outside. Um where the contestants were outside, so. That's where the rich folks be. Yeah. Um, so, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, just kind of like the setup of it. That's what I'm trying to say. The overall setup of it. I'm curious to see. It's one of those places where, like, you'd be walking down the street, and you, like, have to double take, because you think you might have saw a famous person, but the fuck? Yeah, like Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we saw Young Thug today. Sadly, it wasn't. It was just Dennis. I'm just kidding. Great. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And Dennis Rodman dressed as Young Thug. Uh, that was a sight. Man. Chicago. Chicago things. All right. Back to this pageant. <laughs> um, also, because we, you know, had a fling together, mm-hmm. what do you think? And I'll let you go ahead. Do that. Oh, what do you think um, would be, would you want to see? your girl out there like what what will be as like a pageant boyfriend what would be one of the hardest things you think you would have to overcome having a girlfriend who is a serious pageant um Mm. competitor that's what i'm trying to say what do you think would be one of the hardest things to overcome because a lot of i'm saying this to say i don't Mm -hmm. want throwing biases into questions obviously right um, some guys feel like it's hard for the girl to be out there in swimsuit, oogling and idling over the crowd, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm just curious about that. And then just sometimes when they see um, their woman lose, it's tough. And sometimes when they see the bickerness of women backstage, mm-hmm. it can be kind of tough to kind of stay on it. And then they also feel like the sidelines, like guys don't have to set their attention on pageant night. So they kind of feel sidelined a little bit by their woman's win or the woman's loss. So kind of just take it from there. What do you think What do you think would be the hardest part about being a pageant boyfriend? Well, um, considering the fact that I've only dated you and I would have to speak from how I would feel dating you at a pageant. So I would be first and foremost proud you know, that my girl was a, you know, accomplished enough to be in this setting, you know, because it's not like anybody can just walk off the street and become and walk in the pageant like I thought. You know, like you have to actually like do stuff. And you this have to one actually, they might be able to because we don't know how this shit. They might actually be able to walk off the street. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess I don't really know how the Hawaiian... Um, the, them works but for the most part from what I've seen like you have to actually you know to win at least you have to actually like do stuff you know and with like the bickering and stuff in the backstage I would feel like you can handle yourself you know like cause I know you personally you know and I know that excuse me that if someone comes at you sideways that you're gonna first and foremost step up for yourself and you know and I won't have to worry about that you know and I understand that if I do 
you know, have to step in, that you'll let me know, you know, and then I will, you know. And then, but I don't ever think it would go that far. One, because I don't think, like, pageants are that tense. Like, I understand it's, like, super tense, but I don't think anybody's, like, willing to, like, fuck up their, their, their whole livelihood, you know, over a simple argument backstage type tense. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't ever think it would go there. And then, like, as far as like the swimwear, I would be seeing your girl in a swimsuit. Yeah, swim, see my girl in a swimsuit. I I wouldn't have a problem with that one because like it happens all the time at if you go to the beach. You know, like see you'd be wearing that same swimsuit, motherfuckers would still be looking at you. You know, because. Actually, you won't be wearing the same one. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Well, <laughs> oh, probably not. Yeah, probably not the same swimsuit, but the same, you know, style of bikini or whatever. <laughs> I know. And it's like competition pieces. Like yeah, and it's like, and it's like I'm dating you because you're fine. You know, like I, I. So, it's like I wouldn't have a problem with that. You know, I would feel like yeah, I know she's fine as fuck. That's why I'm dating her. That's why she's here, and that's why we're all here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like. I don't, I don't really have a problem with that part. And I feel like dudes who do have a problem with that part are the insecure types who feel like their girl can be easily snatched or, or who like subconsciously know that there's something that they're not doing to please their girl, you know, and they don't feel like they deserve her. So that they, when they see other people getting, giving her attention, they don't see appreciation. They see competition. You know, they see like other suitors. Mm. You know, they think that she's looking for other suitors because they know subconsciously she's not happy. True. You know. Mm. And. And that you're the, that he's the reason why she's yeah. not Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, it's like that is definitely a problem with himself, and that's a problem. That's a toxic masculinity problem, you know? That's a problem where, A, you don't communicate with your girl, you know, because you're not finding out why she's not happy, mm-hmm. you know? And there's definitely a reason why, you know? And B, it's an insecurity thing because you're not, like, taking the steps, even the initiative to try and, like, try things out, you know, and try and make things happen like even if she's not communicating even if she's silent like why aren't you like still trying to buy roses or take her out on dates just something you know mm-hmm. because i feel like once uh you're in a committed relationship that means you made a commitment you know and that commitment has to be to keeping each other happy you know making each other feel comfortable and secure like that you know so Aww. Girl on this podcast, heart just went. Aww. <laughs> but yeah, so like I don't, I don't necessarily ever feel like my girls shouldn't be like all of that or appreciate. Like as long as motherfuckers aren't like being gross with it, <clears throat> you know. Like as long as motherfuckers aren't like, hey baby, you know what I'm saying? You fine ass, you know what I'm saying? Like as long as motherfuckers are just you know clapping, keep it at, keep it at golf claps, you know what I'm saying? You got the golf claps. <laughs> we all good. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, there's no point in getting rowdy. And I don't really see people getting rowdy, too. I mean, it takes a certain type of rowdy guy to come to a pageant 
and be rowdy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of guys at pageants are there for one of the contestants. Yeah. So they're not going to be rude. That's yeah. why I'm interested to see this one because this one's outside. Um, assuming it's outside. Like I said, we haven't seen it yet. But assuming it's outside so the spectators can just see it. Mm-hmm. Where traditional pageants are like indoors. Closed up. Um, yeah. Um, tickets to get in. Sometimes similar at high school gyms or theaters mm-hmm. or convention centers. Um, and the Hawaii Convention Center is right over there. But I'm, yeah. it's also closed. So. Probably because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Probably doing it outside. But yeah, I saw that say a lot of guys who come to pageants are typically on their best behavior um, for that reason. That makes sense. Because they're with somebody else or they're there for another woman. Um, let me see what else. When it comes to. <laughs> I guess this also is interesting too because. We haven't, I haven't had a pageant prep session. Like, I haven't had nine months to prepare for a pageant, and you witnessed it. Oh, yeah. As a boyfriend um, on that end. But, obviously, you can't just walk onto a pageant. I mean, I guess I can compete today if I really wanted to. (laughs) I'm ready to go. But it takes some steps to get there. Like, besides just buying things, logistics, but just mental space and physical body space. So... How do you think you can help? I mean, it's ultimately trying to help a human get to the highest level they can yeah. um, to reach a goal. How do you think that you can help be a boyfriend during the pageant prep process? And typically it starts, they say the least amount of time you want to give yourself is three months out. Mm-hmm. The most you want to do is a year. Especially if you lost the pageant, you want to go back to the same one, prepare a year out, um, at least with the community service part. And then getting your body in shape because you're not gonna bounce. You're not gonna be where you want to be three months out. Yeah. So, I I, what ways do you think you can benefit your girl if you were, you know, just watching her prepare for this pageant nine months, six months out? Let's do six months out. You know. I would, I would just be there for her the way I would want someone to be there for me. Like, cause I would, I, I've been an athlete before. And I've had to prepare for cross-country events and tennis tournaments. So I understand, like, you know, having to go from just a regular life to actually, like, crunching down and focusing on this thing for a few months Mm -hmm. to actually do something that maybe lasts a few hours, you know, but it's the ultimate goal that you're trying to get to, you know. So I, I would definitely, like, be there for her on the hard days where it's like, I know you're trying to, you want to break that diet or you don't want to go work out, you know, or you don't want to, I don't know what all goes in the practice prep, like questions and stuff like that. But it's like, I know there are days where you just don't want to do it, you know? And that, those are the days where I would just really just kind of be the, her rock and just remind her and just be like, yo, like there's a goal here, you know, like, and we're a team. You know what I'm saying? And right now, we're Team Brittany. You know what I'm saying? So whatever Team Brittany got to do to make sure that Brittany wins this crown, that's what we're going to do. You know, whether it's, you know, being hard on you when you need to, when I need to be, or whether it's, you know, taking you out and letting you rest, you know, and recognizing that every day doesn't have to be go hard, go hard, go hard. You know, some days you really just need to, let your body just rest and recover, you know, in your mind, you know. And so it's really just be about helping you get through that process 
And even if you go so far as to lose, you know, being there for you. And if you win, being there for you, you know. So it's just like, it'd be like being a sidekick, basically, is my my thing. Like, I would literally just be that assistant sidekick role. Just be like, what do you need to get to the final destination? Because that's why I'm here. Yeah. What do you do to get to the crown? Yeah. Because that's what I would, that's what I would want uh, when I would be doing my tennis prep or my, you know, cross country prep because I was still doing those things. Like, that's what I would want in a relationship because mm-hmm. otherwise, this is just, this, the relationship is a distraction. Right. You know, and the last thing I would want to be as a boyfriend is a distraction, you know, because I don't want to be the reason you lost. You know, I don't want to be the reason you weren't at 100% you know, walk, doing your walk, most confident walk, you know, because you were thinking about me and we're a fight or whatever, you know, so. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. That's definitely, that's a, that's definitely a thing. And I know there's probably a few of us that can honestly admit that they've competed during times when they had their downs with men, boys, junior men, (laughs) and it threw off their game. You know, and or where we leaned on a guy during our pageant prep because we needed someone as a crutch. Yeah. And that person probably wasn't the best crutch. And, um, you know, it wasn't a good competition. And I can be honest with you and say that there's, I mean, not with you, with the listeners, and be like, there's a few times when I competed and there's some guys in my life and that's, like, I really wanted their support, you know. And it's just like, Oh, like you don't see what I'm doing? I'm trying to be Miss So and So. Because part of being a trophy wife, you know, is not just looking good, but being like, oh, this is So and So on my arm. Mm. She was Miss Springfield. And then you look good in a group setting, you know. Oh, this is Miss Springfield on my side. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I, you know, it's, it's, there has been times where, like, I competed and, like, guys, I, I just don't understand why they wasn't supporting, you know. Like, why would you not support something I had going on? I I feel like that's why I always say, like, a lot of guys don't like women, you know. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not trying to call, I'm not trying to call them gay or anything like that. Like, I understand that they're, like, physically attracted to women, but I don't think that they actually, like, enjoy spending time you know getting to know women past fucking you know like a lot of guys get to know a woman just enough to fuck her and then they keep her at that level and either date her for a while or marry her eventually you know but they never really actually get to know her past just enough to fuck You know, like they pass just enough of her standards to fuck and then they stop because that's what that's really all they were really there for, you know. And then that's why a lot of dudes feel unfulfilled in their relationship and go cheat because they got what they were looking for from her, you know. But society says you should be looking for for a wife and kids and all this when really they just want to bust a nut, you know. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, but where it becomes wrong is when you start to basically deceive yourself and to start deceiving these women 
who want mm. more, you know, and who frankly deserve more, you know? Yeah. Like, it's totally fine if that's the way you want to live your life because there are women who want to live their life that way too. So you should go find them, you know? Like, you shouldn't, like, keep down a woman or put on a shelf someone that deserves to be put on a pedestal, you know? Or someone that deserves to like grow, you know, because like it's like it's like a plant, you know. Like you take, you buy a plant in the store, you see it, and you're like, oh shit, it's a dope ass plant. You buy it, and then you bring it home, and then do what with it? Mm. You know, like it's just yeah. it's at that point, it becomes your plant, and from then on, the <laughs> care that you give it decides whether it's going to continue to be a dope-ass plant. Yeah. You know? Because it could be a great big-ass bloom flower and you never water it and then shit dies and it becomes an ugly-ass sore yeah. and it's sad and droopy and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this flower? It was great when I bought it. That's interesting. That's you know? a good little analogy. Yeah. But you didn't do the things to take care of the flower, you know, that you needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's why I feel like a lot of, like I said, a lot of dudes don't like women because they feel like that's the taking care part is a chore. You know, like a person who really likes plants and who's really into plants is going to want to water that plant because they're going to want to, they're going to know First and foremost, they're going to want to know how to, you know, keep it growing. So they're going to learn how to keep it growing. So they're going to learn to water it and what nutrients it needs, mm -hmm. you know, and learn how to take care of it, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be a chore to them. It's just going to be something that they want to do. Yeah. You know, they're just going to, they're not going to have to force them to do it. Nobody's going to have to, you know, be like, hey, did you check on that flower today? You know, <laughs> you know? or yeah. the flower's not going to be like, hey, you know, I need some water. Right. You know, motherfuckers already gonna be like, hey, you know, yeah. I don't want to go there. Oh, yeah. Um, that's interesting. I like that. So, pretty much, the guys ain't like me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, or I will say they haven't. They care? haven't been taught how to like, because I will say. That in my statement, men don't like women. It, it definitely sounds that men don't want to. Mm -hmm. You know, it definitely sounds like that's what I'm saying. And that's not, that's not what I'm saying. What, what I'm saying is that they don't in the fact that they literally do not. You know, like, yeah, they haven't right. learned how to like. You know, like, they haven't learned how to turn all of that energy into intention. And to turn that intention into action, you know what I'm saying? Turn all that action into a budding relationship, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, they haven't been, they've just been taught to see a woman, you know, talk to her enough, say a couple smooth things, slide into her, and then you just keep fucking her, and then eventually you'll have a kid, and then you give her a house, you know, and then you tell her to shut the fuck up a couple times and Whoa. give you know? I, I, I'm 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 being candid and honest. This 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 is what this is what especially American society has yeah. taught our young men. 
I know, but goodness gracious. It, it, it is what it is. It's harsh, right? It's a very harsh <laughs> reality. You know? And it's not harsh for the men at all. Yeah. It's very simple. It's very cut and dry for a man to live his life. Boom, 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 boom. You know? Mm-hmm. Milestones. Right. Meet a girl, marry a girl, knock her up, get the house, you know, have a job, kids college, retire. You know? Real simple. Whereas for women, you know, it gets, you know, you, you get lost in that. And it's like somewhere between have the kids get the house, get the kids to college, where is, what's the woman doing, you know? Yeah. Where, why isn't any of those steps getting to know your wife, you know? You know, you get the girl, you knock her up, you know? But it, that could be any girl, you know? Mm-hmm. What the, the, the institution of marriage since Americans want to take it so seriously, you know, is supposed to be two souls finding each other amongst all the other souls, right? And if you're looking at it at a boom, boom, boom milestone, it, it, it's, it's not that, you know? It could literally just be any girl. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so yeah. that's why I yeah. feel like a lot of dudes don't, you know, take the time to like women. They just pick one. <laughs> you know, I pick one. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you, you just you, you pick one that you can tolerate and that tolerates you. Oh, we, you know, yeah. And then you know, because you, you, you see it in people's marriages, like they're. That's why people really, really love love. Yeah. You know, and like they love seeing the idea of people actually in love because that's not a thing that actually happens to most people. Ooh. You know. The tea. The wine. And so it's like they're, they're they 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 watch love movies and they look at their partner like, "Oh, why doesn't he treat me like that?" And it's it's the same way with dudes. Like dudes watch, you know, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure you know dudes watch dudes watch you know dude shows and see dudes get treated certain ways by women and be like, I wish she would treat me that way. You know, why can't she be like so and so? Yeah, or like I I I, I want to say porn, but that is that is a terrible example to want somebody to be like a porn star. Um, uh, let me think. Unless you're watching homemade porn. That's the okay. Oh, All right. Sorry. But. What's the Patrick podcast? Sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, this is Shroom's talking. But, um, yeah. So. You're saying that when it comes to our pageant boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Took a little detour there. I'm sorry. You would have to really know um, the person that you're with. And you can't really trust um, someone else, your partner, right? Um, on your journey, on right. your passion journey, period. Yeah. And I mean, like, because they might have faults in themselves, and you have to recognize that. And honestly, I do appreciate that perspective because um, in order to win a pageant, you do have to be there mentally. Like, you have to be there mentally. And part of that is your circle. Right. And having a partner in your life whether you know i'm speaking from the cis female perspective so it's always a man Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, logistically, <laughs> this is a pageant we're talking about. You know, right. they're like, I don't need some money up off you. <laughs> I mean, that's... So I would just need someone who I can trust with support because my dad's always been there. And if I can't afford something, he's there. If I need to fundraise, I can. Yeah. But you can't. You just don't need people in your sphere. And we always call it a pageant village. Right. That's what we call it, our, who our village is. And we got to just be very protective of who our village is, and especially when it comes to the men. Because the men in our life, you know, like women like me, you are literally giving us your energy, yeah. you know, through sex. So I am inheriting all of your, you know, um, feelings and behaviors, you know, through the interchange of sex, right. you know, and anyone that comes in you or you, um, in them physically, metamorphically, you know, uh, mentally, you know, it affects you as a pageant competitor. Yeah. And I think some of the strongest competitors have some of the strongest villages. That's true. Obviously. And it's sometimes, I think it's okay to say as a competitor that maybe you need to take a gap year from dating, you know, because it's hard to really focus on yourself when you have um, a man. Cause I think naturally as women, um, we kind of like want to take care of something. That's why I have Mister, because I just feel like I just want to do something, or I just want to like just take care of someone and appreciate and then appreciate it, you know. Like, a plant can't say thank you back, but I know Mr. can at least sleep with me. You know, that gives me comfort. If I was alone in the house, and I could just clean the house up all day, but no one sees this, you know? That's why I wasn't even, like, cooking. Like, who am I making this glamorous meal for? Like, yeah, I don't I don't have to do this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think that's, like, why a lot of women gravitate to social media. It's because it's, like, I just want someone to see what I just put out there into the universe, you know? And it'd be lonely if it was by yourself. Yeah. So, by having a person around sometimes that messes you up so i think it's okay that sometimes you need to take a gap year from dating um in order to win that title definitely especially if you like are are actively dating and choosing between different people you know if you have one guy that's there that's different but if you're actively dating if you're single you know it might not be the best to just let any guy come to your pageant you know yeah that's definitely true like because i feel like that's like if you're trying to focus on one thing and you've got so many other things going on like trying to you know figure out all these other guys and their intentions and dates and all this other stuff that's gonna throw that can throw you off yeah you know you're trying to figure out which guy don't want to come to which pageant or which guy do i tell this or how many of these pictures do i send to who you know and you got all that stuff going on when you could really just be thinking about pageant stuff yeah you know, so you, if you got all that going on, it's best to just cut that out, mm-hmm. you know, because it's only going to be a few months. Yeah. You know, and they'll still be there unless they die. You know? <laughs> and if they die, then they wouldn't be there anyway. So, yeah, it was meant for you. Yeah. So it's like, don't, don't worry about, it's almost like mind the business that pays you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if them niggas ain't, you know, getting towards your goal and your goal is to win that pageant. Cut it out. Yeah, then cut it out. Snip, snip, hoe. Exactly. It's just like when you're on a diet, you know, you don't keep eating cake. (laughs) (laughs) As I drink some wine. (laughs) 
you got a goal in mind. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you're not, you wouldn't be just still going to the bakery and just like, damn, look at all those cakes that I could have. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, yeah, you could have them, but that's not going to get you to your goal. No, that's true. That's true. And then you think about it like, you know what? Sometimes you feel like you was trying to do more. Like, you could just, you bad by yourself, bad up by yourself. Especially when it comes to pageant prep, where you just really need to focus. Because a lot of those days are like long days, too. I'd be in the gym in the morning or at night. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if some people do two days. The nutrition part of it, there's a talent. Then I have rehearsals. Yeah. You know, interview prep, mock interview prep, um, walking sessions, just logistics of it, you know, and then trying to date on top of that, um, you know, it's not worth it. Exactly. And, it, and like, it really does steal your joy. Yeah, like Kobe, and your momentum. Yeah, like Kobe started talking to his parents <laughs> to win the NBA championship. Like... <laughs> Because uh, y'all niggas was hating me. Y'all, y'all, y'all aren't. I have a goal in mind. Yeah. And I would love for you to be there. But if you're going to be the thing to hold me back, you just got to watch me do it, fam. Because, I, because at that point, you can't have two things. Yeah. And you have to choose. Mm. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like if someone is making you choose, then that choice should be easy. You know, between something you want and something, you know, someone else, because that means that they don't want that thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, if I'm like, oh, I want to win such and such tournament from tennis, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to date all these girls who really just have intentions of fucking me, they don't give a fuck about tennis or what I got going on. True. They're not going to be putting into my life positively for tennis at all. Yeah. So I'm getting all these draws. Chase the money. Yeah. Just chase the money. Exactly. And then my will come. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like once, like all the, and then once you factor that in, all of the guys will start to level up or your, your pool of guys will start to level up, you know, like. If you cut out all the guys you're dealing with right now and then win Miss Universe, imagine the guys that are going to come at you then versus the guys that come at you competing for Miss Universe. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. Yes. That is so true. You got to get on your shit. Because you know who's the best example of that is, um, oh, gosh. I don't want to get her name wrong because she's, she's scolding me. Kara, Kara, um, McCullough. She was Miss USA 2017, and she's married to Garrett, the guy. Garrett McCullough? The Garrett Temple. The, oh, yes, Garrett yes, Temple? Yes. Oh, yes. Well, help me out here. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I don't know why. I'm she, I don't know when they met, obviously. I don't know her life. But mm-hmm. she met him, I believe, since she's won Miss USA. Right. And he... Who is he? Tell me who he is. Yeah, he's a he's a he's, <laughs> he's a relatively good player. I think he's on the Sixers now. Yeah. I know. Doesn't he play for the Bulls now? Does he? Then he just got traded. I don't know. Something just happened. I, I was really excited about it. 
Yeah. I feel like he was on the news. He, I think he plays for the Bulls now. He probably does. I think he did go to Chicago. He He's probably, an NBA player, ladies. That's what I'm trying to say. He was a free agent this year. He's still an NBA player. And how long has he been in the league? For a minute now, right? Uh, yeah, for about 10, 11 years. 11 years? Yeah. Child. And she competed for Miss DC six times. I think that's her story. Because um, her whole main thing is persistence. And that was her main word, uh, word the... Rain was persistence. Did it pay off? Yeah, she won. Oh. Yeah, sorry. she was Miss DC. Oh. She was Miss DC USA, then she was then she won Miss USA. And then she met Garrett. That's what I'm saying. Oh persistence. Oh. She was persistent in the title. Oh, right, 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 right. Then she met Garrett when she won. Now they have a baby and she's engaged. Well, I mean, so the dream was still realized and she focused on herself to get to Miss USA. She probably cut out all the guys and once she won Miss USA, she backed her. An NBA player. Exactly. exactly. And now she still has a kid and she's getting married. Exactly. You know so saying? forget little little Sean on the prairie. <laughs> it's like it's like you want to wait for your Michael B. Jordan. You wanna get the guys that want who you want to become. Mm. You know? Not the guys who want who you are right now at the moment. You know, cause even not not to say that regular guys aren't going to want who you are going to want to become, yeah. but it's like when you meet someone, you have to realize or take the time to figure out, are they going to be someone who wants you to grow or someone who's cool with seeing who, what, you know, what you are right now and would prefer you stay stagnant. Mm, you know, because mm, 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 that's really going to define whether your relationship is going to be one of growth or one of stagnation. Yeah, you can grow. To, you can grow together, but yeah. he has to be with you on that journey. And I, I think any guy would want to invest in the person that he's with, because if she's a bum, then what? She, she's a dead weight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on there, if he's growing and she's not doing her own thing, like a guy is going to want someone who's hustling on their own. Exactly. Like, it's also just, just what, like what are you, what are you doing? Exactly. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's how. That's how you know you have a healthy partner, if they're like, if they want, they naturally just want to see you grow. You know, mm-hmm. if they're just naturally like a person that's just like, yeah, I'm in this in this relationship, you know, to add value to your life. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, you know, I want you to add value to my life. You know, that's the whole point of dating. You know, that's that's the whole point of being friends. Yeah. You know, dating is just being friends that fuck only each other, you know? Oh, my God. I mean, it, w- if you basically break it down like that, you know? Mm-hmm. We're, be- we're best friends, but we only just, I'm sorry, we only sleep with one another. That's true. That's yeah. true. So. Because they say, honestly, sometimes your soul partner, your soul tie might be your girlfriend. Like, I don't think people realize that. Like, I have friends who are girls with longer relationships than any guy yeah. I've had. I mean that's yeah and that's closer because because yeah. they've taken the time and those people have wanted to be that close to you yeah you know? so yeah I guess guys are just friends who I choose to have sex with yeah. that's why people probably say you can't have girl best friends I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding well, I've heard that too I I disagree but that's a whole another situation we'll talk about that on my podcast which is launching tonight. So, yeah, perfect. Jeremy is also has a podcast coming out, and I'll post the information about it when it drops, the name and everything as well. She has some tune in. 
for more real conversations that's not based on crowns and sashes and whatnot. Um, but obviously, this man is a eligible bachelor. But we will be diving a bit deeper into uh, the effects of pageantry on Black women and how it you know affects their self image and whatnot. I have an episode on that. Are you not listening to my podcast? Yes, but I'm talking about <laughs> a, um, more raunchy. Oh. Deeper discussion. Rated R. Yeah, where we don't uh, mince words, per se. Mince words. Okay, sir. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, but it will come out. So, I'm really excited about this pageant today. Not even going to lie to you. It's a little... Yeah, I've still got a few hours. Is there anything else that, like, you want to know that you just want, like, inside information about when it comes to pageants like something you always just wanted to ask yes talk to me uh, a few things like so when they ask you uh, you guys the questions like are you given like a preset of the questions beforehand like to practice or are they just huh. like, or are they just like <laughs> testing they're just trying to like test how well you come off the cuff and answer shit in the moment yeah the second part oh. the second part and there's um different phases i mean there's it yeah the second part you um i want to make this into two parts because i don't want to go over the time on this one but um yeah so there's different phases of competition where you answer questions so one of the beauties of pageants is the beauty of your face and you have to talk a lot but when you do talk is during a private interview which is what people don't see. 90% of pageants that people know, they don't see the interview part. Right. It's a private interview with the judges um, by yourself. And so sometimes it's panel style, like where they're all like at a long table and just sitting like at a board room, you know? Or sometimes it's um, round robin. So it's like speed dating where you talk to them one-on-one in a room and you're at a table and there's probably like five of them and you spend like five minutes at each table um and there's like a press style conference the same kind of way where you're standing up at a podium there's miss america and it's 10 minutes you stand up at a podium in front of like 10 judges spouting questions and you just have to navigate how to answer it like a press style like a press conference style um and it just depends on the judges too because sometimes judges I guess it would be more fun to like throw out questions and see how they answer. But now I guess they give, you know, they're polite and let each other ask the questions. But um, it's nine minutes. So interview, Miss America, the longest interview is nine minutes and you have a chance to have an introduction and a chance, like a 30 second chance to have an outro to like um, clarify anything else that you might want to say or just say goodbye. Thank you for choosing me, you know, or consideration. I don't know like that like this is a job um so you're either talking to all the judges at one time or you're talking to someone on one hmm. and it's about five minutes overall the longest interview i've done has to be like miss america yeah 10 but on the regular ones about seven minutes on average and i've done all types and i've been a judge but, um, and the ones I've judged have been all the same, where we're all asking questions at the same time to the person. 
in their front and center. Hmm. I've only done one type of judging where it was round robin, one on one. So those questions in the, in that interview is based off your bio sheet, mm-hmm. which you get like a resume right. of your accomplishments. So you are expecting those kind of questions to be based off of whatever you ask. Oh, tell me more about your days playing hockey as a five year old. Hmm. So you just expect to ha- you just supposed to know how to answer that because that's you. Now, when it comes to the on stage question, right. that's the one that everyone sees. Right. And that's the part people have the conception of what pageants are, mm-hmm. which is the not giving me a good answer, stumbling over your words, having 30 seconds. Yeah, saying random dumb stuff. Yeah. 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 So it's like two different types of pageants going on. Because typically to get to that point on stage question where people see it, Mm-hmm. If you are, if there's an elimination process, if there's pageants that are small, like say the numbers of contestants is like, like Miss Hawaii, all of them are going to get an on-stage question. But Miss USA, they don't have, there's only five who get that last question. So to get to that point, the judges knew you from the interview and liked you during the other phases and you just kept getting better and better. So for someone to give a dumb answer, is just like, oh, you know, they did so well, they probably just fumbled on this one part of the whole competition. And those questions, sometimes pageants do put, like, we're not going to ask political questions. We're not going to ask controversial questions. Hmm. Some directors, if they're nice, they say, oh, we're going to, we ask the judges not to ask you guys any questions about this, this, and this. Some of them say the questions. Um, I don't think I've ever had a pageant tell me any questions, but a lot of it is just pulling a question out. But it's all current events. So you're supposed to go into it having a basic opinion on anything that they ask you. And your answer should be a formulaic answer, which is some coaching tea. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give out unless you want to pay $30 an hour. <laughs> facts, facts. Right. But you're supposed to give a formulaic type of answer so that way you don't have that fumble the bag moment um, that we see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You want to keep going? Yeah. Um, wait, wait. You want to keep on? I'm gonna stop and make another one. Uh, yeah.